0: we'll be in Galatians chapter 6 starting at verse 12. Galatians chapter 6 starting at verse 12. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Let us stand for the reading of the word. Galatians chapter 6 verse 12. Let's read together. Those who are trying to force you to be circumcised want to look good to others. They don't want to be persecuted for teaching that the cross of Christ alone can save. And even those who advocate circumcision don't keep the law themselves. They only want you to be circumcised so they can boast about it and claim you as their disciples. As for me... May I never boast about anything except the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Because of that cross, my interest in this world has been crucified. And the world's interest in me also have died. It doesn't matter whether we have been circumcised or not. What counts, somebody say, this is what counts, is whether we have been transformed into a new creation Come on, a new person. May God's peace and mercy be upon all of those who live by this principle. They are the new people of God. Amen. From now on, don't let anyone trouble me with these things, for I bear on my body the scars that I show I belong to Jesus. My Lord, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Does your life look like it belonged to Jesus? Amen. We used to sing a song a long time ago. My body belonged to God. Everything I got belonged to God. <laughs> My mind belonged to God. Amen. We sing that and we say that. But does our life look like, does it bear the scars? My goodness, does your life bear the marks of a disciple? Does your life, Bear, bear. what does bear mean? Does it carry? Does it represent? Does it reflect? You know, we had a great teaching earlier this month about imitation, right? We've got to imitate Christ, and we have to participate in his suffering. And I know I, I said this from a point of deliverance. You know, we have to get tired of certain things and let the devil know that We're not going to tolerate this, that, and the other anymore. But we can never get to this place where we are not going to tolerate the cross and tolerate Calvary. Somebody say, we have got to learn how to tolerate the cross. Amen. And not just tolerate it, but the totality of the message becomes a part of us. Amen. The cross matters. The cross matters because it is where Christ died. It is where Christ gave himself for us so that the power of the world could be broken off of our life. And Paul says here in Galatians 6 and 17, don't let anybody trouble me with these things. For I bear on my own body the scars that show I belong to Jesus. Listen, when I look at you, if you say you are a believer, your life ought to show that you belong to Jesus. And we should show it not just outwardly, but it starts inwardly. And my God, today, if I could sum up my whole message in one statement or sentence, we've got to deal with the flesh so we can experience the more of God in the spirit. There's too much flesh on parade in the body of Christ. It's too many of us say we are Christians and we believers, but we bleeding all over the place. Our hurt, our pain, our selfish agenda and motives to the point where people can't see Jesus anymore. We've got to make sure that the scars they see are the scars that represent the time that we have spent with God, the love that we have for God, and not the hurt that we have received from others or the world or from our own disobedience to what the Word of God says. Self got to get out of the way. And the way that self promotes itself is when we do not have an understanding of the theology of Calvary. The theology of Calvary is a theology that says that the flesh has to be crucified. Do you hear me? The the theology of the cross that says that a perfect lamb has to die so that we can be restored to a right relationship with God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It is through that experience there's a transaction and transformation that takes place that causes us to then no longer be driven by how we feel and what's going on in the physical realm, what's going on with our body. But our spirit is more alive than this flesh that we pinch and that we feel. Our spirit rises above the flesh and the motivations of self. We have to come into this place where we give up our gender to receive God's. We have to deal with the human side of us, so that we can experience the divine, the divine plan, the divine purpose of God. Paul says here, he carried the marks of Jesus Christ, but these were not spiritual wounds. Paul carried visible wounds as a result of his ministry. And I assure you, if you take up the cross of Jesus Christ, You may not be in a position where somebody walks up on the stage while you're presenting and punches you in the face. You may not be in this place where you have armored vehicle to drive you from point A to point Z because somebody is trying to attack you. But there will be scars that are left on your life when you turn yourself over to Jesus. Paul carried the marks of Jesus Christ. Read Acts 4, 19. It says, then some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium and the crowd and won the crowd over. And when they won the crowd over, they stoned Paul. Look at what the words say. Now, some of us say we love the Lord, but you let somebody throw a rock at you. We love the Lord, but you let somebody say something bad about you. Some of us will let the gangster come out. Y'all not saying nothing. And we'll be ready to fight. (laughs) Come on. Some of y'all packing a pistol. I hope you didn't bring it to church this morning. Praise God. But too many of us are carrying, amen, our weapons. And we are carrying the weapons of the world. And we've laid down the sword of the spirit. We've laid down the work of the ministry, of the Holy Ghost. And so the enemy is running rampant because we have tried to fight against darkness the wrong way. We realize the way that we fight against darkness is we've got to go to Calvary with Jesus. We've got to experience some of the things he experienced, not to the same degree, but we get what we need from God when we get in a place where we can receive what others have for us and we can receive what's going on around us and we can take it and realize that it's not going to take us out of here. I don't care what you're going through right now. I don't care what you're dealing with right now. It's not going to take you out of here. Did anybody hear me this morning? I don't care how difficult your situation is right now. It, is not what you need to fear. Amen. We don't need to fear at all. We need to keep faith in the cross and keep faith in God because it's in that place we know and we can experience a resurrection, a new birth. We can become a new person. We become a new creation. Paul in 2 Corinthians 6 and 4 says, rather as servants of God. We commend ourselves in every way. Have we really done that? Have we committed ourselves and commended ourselves in every way? In great endurance, he says. In troubles, he says. In hardships, he says. Distresses, he says. Verse 5, 2 Corinthians 6, in beatings. It says imprisonments and riots. Uh, We don't like this. It says in hard work. Oh, we don't lump this. It says sleepless nights and hunger. Oh, what about this? Somebody say holiness. In verse 6, he talks about purity, understanding, patience, kindness in the Holy Spirit, in seer love, in truthful speech, in the power of God. Do we look like Jesus? Do we bear the marks of Jesus Christ when we leave church on Sunday? Do we bear the marks of Jesus Christ when we are being mistreated and when things are not going our way? Do we bear the marks of Jesus Christ when there is commotion in the world? Do we bear the marks of Jesus Christ when we own our job? Do we bear the marks of Jesus Christ when we're in our home? Do we bear the marks of Jesus Christ on our text messages and in our phone conversations? Come on, is the flesh at operation or has the spirit come alive? Have we allowed God to pierce us like they pierced him? What do we mean by that? When God pierced you, amen, there's this place where there is a wound wound. But it's in that womb that we learn that he's a healer. Come on. That's in that place when we find ourselves struggling with sin. Where we learn that he's a deliverer. I wish somebody helped me preach this morning. It's in that place when we have been hurt and wronged, When we learn that he is one that comes to release us and to redeem us. And he did that with his love. And he did that with the cross. When we're in this place where we are being dishonored, can we still give honor? Come on, when we're in that place when we've been cheated, can we stay honest and real before God? When we're in that place when folk are being fake with us, where we can stay authentic and genuine. What are you talking about? Second Corinthians six and four says through glory and dishonor says through bad report and good report. Come on, it's good and it's easy to jump and shout when your money is it look, not looking funny. Hello, it's easy to jump and shout. Come on, when everybody's sitting around the dinner table and having a good time, it's easy to jump and shout when you go outside and you turn the key on your ignition in the car, start up. Come on, it's easy to jump and shout. When you go in the refrigerator and you've got chicken and you've got milk and eggs and bread on the counter, it's easy to jump and shout. Come on, when there's a place for you to go and clock in and out. But when there's bad report and good report, it's easy to jump and shout. When you leave the doctor and they say all of your numbers are right. But when there's a bad report and a good report, genuine, yet regarded as imposterous, Known yet regarded as unknown, dying and yet we live on. Paul says beaten and not yet killed. Paul says sorrowful, yet all rejoicing. Poor, yet making many rich, having nothing, yet possessing everything. That looked like the cross to me. Somebody said that looked like the cross. Come on, that shine like the cross come on that look like jesus that sound like jesus that sound like the ministry of the suffering servant that sound like the one who was wounded for our transgressions bruised for our iniquities the chastisement of our peace was upon him by his stripes we are healed if we look at the bible if we look at the bible if we read the word of god we will see that if we are going to participate and identify with him then we're going to bear some of the marks that he bears. we're going going to carry some of the situations that he carried. We're going to have trouble and hardship, distress. There may be beatings and riot. There will be hard work. There will be sleepless nights. There will be times where we will thirst like he did. There will be times where we'll have to say what he said. Father, forgive them when they don't know what they're doing. When you want to tell them all, there will be times where we'll have to give when we don't feel like we have anything else to give. But if you ever move from that place, you move into a place where self and flesh will rise and operate. And then the spirit is never diminished in that it does not do its work, but it does not do its work through us when we get in front of it. Second Corinthians, I mean, 2 Timothy 2 and 11 says, here's a trustworthy saying, if we die with him, we will live with him. Do you believe that? It says if we endure, we will reign with him. Do you agree with that? It says if we disown him, he will disown us. It says that we are faithless, he remains faithful because he cannot disown himself. If we look at the Bible in the New Testament and we look at what Paul is writing about in Galatians chapter 6, he's writing and talking about those that are labeled Judaizers. These were a group of just Christians that insisted That everyone else had to do it their way. And they wanted to take credit for those who were converted. That were the first to be circumcised. The Judaizers taught for a Christian to be right with God. You must conform to the Mosaic law. You must be cut physically. They said this was necessary for salvation. But what they missed was that it was the cross where Jesus died. It was a place where Jesus said his blood that made us right with God. It's by faith. It's through grace, not through works, lest anybody should boast. Somebody say it like the great theologian said it. It's through Christ alone. Somebody say it's through Christ alone. It's through faith alone. Come on. It's through faith in the blood of Jesus Christ that we have victory. It's through faith in the blood of Jesus Christ that we receive healing. It's through faith alone and Christ alone. We have to be careful that we don't accept and adopt a doctrine or a teaching where we mix grace with works, where we mix grace with the faith that men have taught or the tradition of our human understanding. We must be careful that we don't mix grace with the law because the law brings forth death, but the spirit brings forth life. This false doctrine was dealt with when people taught that you have to adhere to the human form and the visible form to experience redemption. But we understand that the cross matters because it's faith in jesus christ it's faith in the cross and it's the redemptive work of the blood of jesus christ that transforms us into a new person it's the blood of jesus christ that transfers us into a new person second corinthians 5 and 17 says this means that anyone who belongs to christ has become a new person are you a new person do you look like jesus do you bear the marks? Of the body in your body do you bear the marks of what you were professing out of your mouth with your life Is the old life gone has a new life begun the only way to be in Christ is to become like Christ to do what Christ had done from a perspective that you've got to die to what you want to do to how you feel to how things look and to walk by faith and not by sight To walk after the purpose and plan of God for your life. We are living in a growing dynamic full and liberating relationship with the living risen God when we have faith in Christ alone. According to verse 12, we understand that salvation is a gift of God. It's a gift of grace. It's not something that we deserve. It's not something that we earn. But it's something that we receive when we place our faith in what he's done. Ephesians 2 and 8 says God saved you by his grace. Somebody say thank God for his grace. Thank God for his mercy. Thank God for his love. Don't forget grace. Come on, you need grace. When you get up, you need grace. When you go throughout the day, you need grace when you go to bed. Come on, you can't work your way into this. Come on, you can't be perfect enough. Amen. You've got to come to Jesus as you are. Come on, you've got to come with him like the songwriter series, weary, wounded, and sad, and find a resting place in God you've got to come to that cross where jesus died and we've got to be careful that we don't stay stuck in a place where death rules and reigns but we stay plugged in to where the spirit is alive first john 3 and 14 says we know that we pass from death to life because we love our brothers the one who does not love remains in death come on we've got to love like god said love We've got to love the way that he loved us when he laid down his life for us, when he gave his life for us on the cross. The problem with us, however, is that most of our interests is what is going on in the world. And it pulls on us stronger and keeps us from growing stronger in our relationship with Jesus Christ. Paul said in verse 14 of Galatians 6, that my interest in this world, have been crucified. Have your interests in this world been crucified. You know what? To really get in a place where you can grow in God, you've got to get to a place to the stuff that used to entertain you don't entertain you no more. The stuff that used to make you feel good, the stuff that used to make you happy, don't make you happy no more. We got to get like the old saints used to say, the song I'm happy and Jesus alone. Come on, they used to say it, The poor and rejected, though long I can say I'm happy with Jesus alone come on is anybody happy with jesus alone or is there something else you're looking for come on are you looking for what the world's got are you looking for what the world has got the word of god come on in the word of god i've got a resting place i've got a hiding place in the word of god i've got healing and deliverance i've got peace i've got joy in the world you have rejection you have hurt you have pain but in him we have the acceptance Of a loving father, of a loving savior who cares about us, who wants us to experience his presence. Has your interest in the world died? And has the world's interest in you died? Come on, it goes both ways. Has the interest in the world died in your life? and then has the world's interest in you die. You're saying, what are you preaching? How do people get curious about Jesus Christ if they don't look at us? But listen, some of that's just what some of our problem is. Too many folk looking at us. Amen. When they look at us, we don't look like the Lord. Come on, but we've got to stop pointing people to us, and we've got to start pointing people to God that's what's wrong with the church right now we've got folk we like to preach to us we got folk we like to sing to us we like folk that we like to prophesy to us but listen we're in a place now we can't hear from God because we're looking to receive it from a human being come on but it's time for us to get into a place where we realize that we have a high priest amen who is without sin I don't care the person that can shout and jump higher than I can amen if you look at their life if you can really pull open the closet some of the stuff you would see and make you run and hide in fear and shame but come on it's time for us to get our our faith out of people and it's time to get our faith in Jesus it's time for us to get our hope and trust out of what man say and what man won't and it's time for us to get what God won't it's time for us for the folk of the world to stop looking at us and it's time for them to start looking at him Come on, I can't save you. I can't heal you. I can't bring forth deliverance. But I know who won, who was, who is, and who is to come. I know who is one who loves, who died, who cares for us. I'm telling you today, Anthony Heron wasn't going to take no beating for you. I'm here to tell you today, Anthony Heron wasn't going to let it spit on me for somebody else. But I know someone, a man who loved us, who died for us, who cared for us, who lives for us, who's risen for us, and who's coming back again for us and he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle and he's coming back for a church that haven't let the message of the cross die because we've let the flesh rise and we've let human understanding and human reason percolate our understanding and percolate our love but we've got to let jesus come in we've got to let jesus stay in we've got to lose our interest in the world we've got to let go of our agenda and we've got to take up the agenda of jesus christ the most important thing about you should be not what you're known for in the flesh, but should be what you're known for, that you have faith in the precious blood of Jesus Christ that was poured out on the cross. Come on, I can give you my biography and you can read it and you can tell where I got degrees from. But listen, I don't know if y'all had to roll me in here next week. Listen, all I want folk to know about me is that I was saved. Come on. Come on that I was sanctified. Come on that I was filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on that I love God with all my heart, with all my mind, with all my soul. Come on, what do you want be known for? Do you want to be known? Amen. Because you know how to speak good or you know how to teach good. Do you want to be known because you know how to cook good? You know how to do good? Or do you want to be known because you were one that took up the cross and you put it on your shoulder and you walked after God even when things were difficult. You walked after God even when folk walked out of your life. You walked after God even when you didn't have money. You walked after God even when you had sickness in your body. You walked to God even when you were alone. The cross never stopped mattering to you. Thank you, Jesus. You never let go of his hand. Even when the economy went down, you didn't let go of his hand. When the preacher wasn't right, too many folk right now, I'm preaching this message. Not in church because of what somebody did. Come on, what somebody did it with. And when they find out about it not at home in a place of unforgiveness listen we better get right church come on we better get right church we placed our faith in the wrong place we better place our faith in God come on we better place our trust in God thank you Jesus there's too much flesh that have taken precedence and priority in our work and in our world and in our church the flesh have to be crucified God gave his son and he gave us the grace to endure the system of men, which is always a place of mistreatment and disappointment so that we could take authority and dominion in the kingdom of God. The world exercised power over Jesus Christ when he submitted to the process that was injustice against him so we could experience the just of God that the just live by faith. Thank you, Jesus. The just don't live by adhering to the law because the flesh cannot keep the law. Thank you, Jesus. I just believe and I'm prophesying and I'm going to stop preaching that the church is about to look different. Amen. Because right now it look like the world and it don't look like God. Come on. But when it look like God, what you're going to see is folk that we would have written off and labeled as not worthy have not worthy of who didn't meet the marks, who didn't meet the standard, who messed up. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus amen and who everybody knows about it thank you Jesus one thing to mess up and don't nobody know but it's another thing to mess up and everybody know hallelujah praise the Lord but the Lord knows how to take a life that don't look like it belong he know how to take a life that don't look like it matter and he knows how to turn it into something that matters amen because he understands what it takes to walk away from something amen and to walk to God amen when the cross matters the most come on it doesn't matter if I had on the the right type of lipstick or the right hairdo or the right church clothes what matters is is that I was a sinner and I came and I got myself washed in the blood of the lamb I came myself to Jesus as I was come on I came with my issue I came with my addiction I came with my habit come on I came with my lying self come on y'all won't help me preach come on I came come on with my fornicating self come on I came hallelujah with my cheating self and I laid myself down before the feet of Jesus and allowed him to do a work on the inside of me. Thank you, Jesus. A work that man can't do. A work that my mama or my daddy couldn't do. A work that the doctor or the lawyer couldn't do. The teacher couldn't do. Come on. I found in him, amen, what I need. Amen. For this moment that matters the most. Come on. It doesn't matter. Amen. If I have the lineage or the genealogy of being a preacher's preacher's son, what matters is, is I submitted my life to Calvary. What matters is that I submitted my Christ, my love, my attention, everything that believes, I gave it to Him. And I allowed Him to deal with me in such a way where you don't see me anymore, but you see Him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Does the world see you, or do they see the Word at work in you? Thank you, Holy Ghost. I've preached too long. I'm done preaching this morning. But I just want to help somebody this morning and I want you to know, amen, the cross matters. It matters the most. It matters because that's the place where Jesus gave up so that we could give up. Amen. Give up our way. Give up our will. Give up our failure. Give up our mistake and receive the master's grace. Walk in the master's plan. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. To understand he loves us no matter what. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus. Come on. He loved the homosexual and the lesbian. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. He loved the folk running con down the road somewhere. Come on. He loved the folk that was in the joke last night. I just believe God. Amen. Come to save. Thank you, Jesus. What matters if not have you been cut by people, but have you been cut by him? Thank you, Jesus. Have you allowed him to pierce your heart so that his light and his love could shine and could rise? Stand to your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Saints, don't ever leave the cross. Don't lose the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Don't take your eyes off the cross. Thank you, Jesus. Bless the name of God. Hallelujah. (laughs) The cross is where everything started is where everything ends and it's where everything begins. Thank you, Jesus. He says, I'll do a new thing in you. Thank you, Jesus. Now it shall spring forth. Thank you, Jesus. I'll do a new thing in you. Come on, somebody say, I'm a new person. I'm a new creation. Hallelujah. Who cares if I got out of your order? I got into his order. Sometimes you got to get out of people's order and get in God's order. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the name of God. Some of you right now, you're in a place where you are because you didn't fit in where you were. Amen. Because you got something on the inside of you that's different. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You couldn't keep the rules and the systems of that organization. Amen. Amen. There's something different. Come on, there's a radical on the inside of you. Is there any radical in here today? Amen. Come on, the cross is radical. Come on, the cross is not cute. Come on, the cross is not convenient. The cross is not comfortable. The cross is a radical place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God, we thank you for your word today. We thank you for your blood today. We thank you for the cross today. We thank you for your life today. We thank you for your love today. We thank you for giving us a brand new start today. We thank you for helping us to deal with our flesh so that we can experience the more of your spirit. Lord, we thank you today. God, we don't want to have a pool for the world. Oh, God, we don't want the world to have a pool after us, but we want the cross to be the place. You said if i be lifted up. I'll draw all men unto thee. And so, Lord, we want to see people come to you. We want to see them come to you. And, Lord, we want to come to you first. We want to set the example. We want our life to look like Jesus. We want to be like Paul where he bared the marks in his body. Lord, we're not asking for a spiritual beating, but we thank you right now for even how you know how to correct us in the spirit to bring us into a right relationship with you. And we thank you right now. We bear the mark, God. God, if you look at us, God, you see what we've gone through. You've known what we deal with. You know what we've experienced. You see our scars, but your strength is made perfect in our weakness today. And we thank you right now, God. You see the scar of the situation we're dealing with right now. Oh, God, where we've walked after you. God, and even as we've walked after you, God, we've continued to experience and see certain things we didn't want to see. But, Lord, we love you so much. We trust you so much that we're going to endure the cross like Jesus did to know that if he got up, we'll get up. Lord, if he's risen, we are risen. Come on. If he's alive, we're alive. And we thank you right now that we have a new life in your name through your son and through your blood in the blessed name of Jesus Christ. We give you praise. Come on, everybody. Say thank God. Amen. Come on, our worship team is going to minister us quickly. Amen. I'm going to open up the altar while they're singing.